Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We are your favorite DMV sports podcast. This is episode number 127, I believe. That is 127. And looking back, a little uh, historical archive note, pretty sure it's almost four years to the day that we did our first episode. It was April of 2019. And in that long ago time, the Capitals were the reigning Stanley Cup champs, and we were talking about their first round matchup with Carolina, and we were all excited. And here we are, four years later, and we're not talking about the Capitals. So uh, we're not talking we, about anything. Nah, either. man, we buried their asses last week on this pod. If you if you heard our breakdown day with the Caps, I think that was pretty entertaining. But uh, you know, we are going to talk NFL. Uh, the big bad witch is dead and gone, and until the papers are signed, I'm still. Slightly skeptical, but more confident now than ever. Um, so we'll talk NFL. We'll talk draft preview. Uh, and then we'll get into some interesting Terps transfer portal news and finish it off with some NHL. So what's going on, Jerry? How you what's doing, up, brother? buddy? I'm How good, are you? Man. I'm good, man. I'm good. So the Wicked Witch is dead, apparently. Yep, yep. Um, yep. But We're talking about Dan Snyder for anybody that doesn't know. But nothing is uh, nothing's seems as easy as possible. So... I was listening on the radio today and they had some insiders with the NFL and they were talking about the Broncos and the and prior sales. And generally, uh, the way the process usually works is that, you know, you, you announce the sale, you have a series of bidders, um, your financial people vet the bidders, um, they make an offer, um, you select a, a group of bidders that you're going to go with for various reasons. You sign the contract, it gets submitted to the NFL, the NFL vets it. That's the language, that's the financing, approves it, and then you have a new owner. Here, it appears that we have an agreement, but it's not exclusive. I have, honestly, in 20 years of law, I have no idea what that means. Um, <laughs> the agreement has been, um, apparently yesterday, has been given to the owners for review. Um, there are issues. I mean, here's what we know. Um, Josh Harris and his group of folks uh, submitted a 6.05 bid. Billion dollar offer. Billion with a B. And so that was accepted by Dan Snyder. Um, That was less than what he wanted by all reports. But I I heard it placated his ego in that he wanted to go. He wanted the number to have a six in it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Business is business, right? Sure. It's worth that. It's worth that. Sure. Um, and I'm sure he wanted the highest number uh, possible. Um, and then, as of yesterday, it was sent to the NFL, which most people and most financial people who have been interviewed today said that they don't really understand what's going on because you don't do that unless you have a, a binding deal. Okay. So, you know, Brian Davis or ever that fictitious. That yeah. shit is weird. That's that's so weird. That came out of left field. Yeah. Who the fuck is that guy anyway? Do you He's the dude idea? that played a Duke. That's what I thought. And then he and Christian Leitner basically defrauded a bunch of investors, including Sean Merriman. Oh yeah, because I heard he was one of the first ones on Twitter to be like, "Not legit." No yeah, this way. guy's yeah. this guy's a fraud. Yeah. I mean, he's a he, you know, and apparently shocker he's got fraud seven, went to Duke. Yeah, seven billion dollars <laughs> of cash. Right, he wants to just give. The, <laughs> so oh, that that's a non-starter. I, I think he was just trying to make a you know insert himself and sure a little bit of. Does he have like Ozark money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, but assuming that this uh, this purchase goes forward, um, what they're saying today is is that uh, it would partially protect Snyder from legal liability based on outcomes of probes against in twenty years of uh, 
being a lawyer, I have no idea what this means. <laughs> Either it protects them or it doesn't, or it protects them under certain circumstances, which really is no protection at all if it's conditional. Right. Um, but the nonetheless, what the consensus is, is that the deal will go through. Uh, the Harris Group will be the owners. Mm-hmm. It will not happen before the league meetings next month because it's just that's just too fast for everything really? to have to happen. You think so? That's the consensus Damn. today. Um, now, you know, Grant and Danny were sort of asking the guy, look, based on these, based on these facts and the fact that everybody in the world wants Dan Snyder out as soon as possible, can right. they expedite the process? Sure. And because Josh Harris put a bid on the on the Broncos, they probably know his. Stability that maybe things can hurry. <clears throat> exactly, up. his financials have been vetted previously right. already. Yeah, I just don't think um, it's going to happen that fast. But what I don't want is any sort of loophole. I just mm-hmm. want a signed agreement. And right. I, I'm not really. I think the media sort of gets off on the negativity of everything. Like everything's doom and gloom with the with Washington. So sure, uh, but. I just want a signed agreement, and however long it takes, it takes. I just want it to be like, look, this is this is the this is the dude, mm-hmm. right? He's he, they got the signed agreement, this exclusive, non-exclusive, whatever. Right. Um, at the end of the day, I don't think anything's going to happen with the Mary Joe White. Uh, there's nothing to indemnify from former partners, um, so all of this indemnification language is is kind of a non-issue. And, and that's the that's the hot word that goes around, right? And indemnification does that have to deal with civil or criminal or both well you can't indemnify somebody for criminal stuff you can't it's just all civil no. okay all right so it's all so so it's so it's it's just a, a trail of paperwork now that he doesn't have to yeah fess up to i mean if you uh, it, okay. yeah it, it indemnifies him from people suing him got it if dan snyder committed crimes while he was the owner um he has to serve the time he's the understood one crime so <clears throat> understood it basically says listen if someone starts to make a claim about something that happened um which is unusual i mean i, I guess it happens with mergers and acquisitions sometimes maybe a successor company when they buy out a company sure um can't agree to uh to assume the the liability of past acts but my guess is it'll be a largely illusory. It's something Dan Snyder could probably say, yeah, I got what I wanted, when in fact it really covers nothing. Uh-huh. Right, um, right. <laughs> because you, you can't... Did you get indemn- the home inspection? Yeah, I got the home inspection. Yeah, you okay, can't yeah, indemnify him for things you don't even know right. are on the radar right now. Sure. So, uh, and the cheerleading thing is in the culture, that's not going to go anywhere. There's, he's not going to really pay. I mean, it'll be nuisance money, right? You know, a right. hundred thousand bucks, go away type of sure. stuff. Sure. But... Um, yeah, so I don't really think there's a lot to indemnify, but it's juicy. Right? Mm-hmm. Sure. At the end of the day, it, that doesn't really worry me or even excite me or interest me. What? Because I, I suspect that the boilerplate language of any indemnification clause will be in there. What the non-exclusive thing? Like I don't even I don't even know why you have an offer. Like if why do why do why do you even take the non-exclusive offer? So if you're the, does it, the exclusivity refer to the offer itself or the fact that there can still be other offers in? Yeah. From what everybody is saying, it's, hey, man, you know, Todd can come in and give you $7 billion. Gotcha. And and Harris goes out, you know. Right. Or he can match it or whatever. My point is, is why do you send that to the league to review if it could all be null and void? My yeah. guess is, is that yeah. you wouldn't send it to the league to say, 
to review this and and see if it's a, agreeable and, and get approval if it can be swapped out with some other person. Got it. So that doesn't make any sense to me. My guess is that that's not the story. My guess, if I had to guess, Harris has a signed deal, and they're letting the media report what they want to report with everybody sourcing, you know, everybody leaking sources that they want, true or untrue. And the league is just going to sort of review it and then mm-hmm. get this down. Right. Um, so I think we're at that point. Um, I certainly was, hope so. I was hoping that it would be done by May, but um, it looks like it's going to go into the summer. Well, okay. So let me ask you this question, uh, more on the football-related things. Let's say that there is ink drying on the deal, and like you said, it's just a matter of when the league makes it quasi-official, votes on it, and does all the formalities. And let's say that the new regime officially doesn't take residence into the Redskins Park until the summertime. What does that have an effect on the team in their day-to-day operations from here through the draft and so on and so forth? Or is it basically nothing. null and void? Nothing. No, no, or not null and void. It's just it's, it doesn't matter. Well, nothing's going to affect the draft. <clears throat> okay. The guys in place, the guys and girls in place right now are going to handle the draft because nothing can happen. Now, does that mean you don't sort of text somebody and say, hey, here are our plans. Mr. Mm-hmm. Harris, here are our plans, just so you know. Right. Um, and it's, I guess, while he still owns it, Dan Snyder can do what he wants to do. From all indications, I know that it's juicy and it's exciting and scandalous to say that he can come back in and snatch it and say, I'm not selling. But I think that's fairy tale. I mean, he's mm-hmm. been, from all accounts, he's been out for months well, with not, no involvement. Exactly. And, and physically speaking, like belongings, everything is just gone from this right. area. Like he is cutting ties with the area as a whole. Right. So I think that he, he will not have much, if any. I mean, he will just be doing ministerial acts like signing things that need to be signed. Sure. Um, and that's probably part of the deal he has with... Uh, uh, with Harris to say, listen, I'm not going to screw anything up for you. You know, right. I'm not, not going to like not sign the draft or you know sign the paperwork that needs to be required. And probably that's probably part of the the contract. But my guess is probably as a courtesy, um, they just sort of keep Harris uh, informed of what they're doing. Got it. Um, but I don't think he can. Like I said, I think Ron Rivera is going to pick the guys he's going to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would assume that the people in place now are going to be the people in place for the year. I would think so, too. You can't right? make drastic Harris changes. does not. So he's a seasoned owner already with professional franchises. Absolutely. So I don't think he's going to have that knee-jerk reaction. This isn't his, a la Dan Snyder, back from 99 or whatever. Yeah. First time owning a club, and he came in, and it was like, okay, we're cleaning house right away, or we're going to make a splash, or we're going to do whatever. I have a feeling this guy's going to be <clears throat> quasi under the radar as far as, like, in your face media goes. Well, I don't know if and he, making sure that they're doing their due diligence behind the scenes, like you said, with the regime that's in place. I think in twelve months from today, the franchise will look a lot different. In oh, terms totally. Of but and it's not going to be day one. Like the, no, the, no, you the, can't. <clears throat> I mean, you you know, you got to You're gonna, from my opinion, you you, you know, you're gonna have to do it from top down. Um, you're gonna get in there and you're gonna sort of see how people do business. Right. You're gonna have to decide if you want Jason Wright and management to stay in. And if you want some, all or none of them to stay in. And then after the season, you're going to have to decide if Ron Rivera is your guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, who is your guy? I can uh, I can chime in on that. He's not the guy. But. Right. <laughs> Although, I mean, you know, he, there there are likable things about him. Oh, for sure. Right? For sure. Um, we, we have, I mean, you know, 
he's not modern enough for my tastes, but um, he's a good dude. He's not going to embarrass a franchise. Uh, you've said that many times, and he's been true to that. He's and not going to embarrass there, a franchise. There's been plenty of embarrassing moments yeah. during his reign, and he has r- risen above right. the fray. So there I give may him tons be, of credit for that. There are better coaches out there. Oh, yeah. But there are a lot more worse coaches out there. Right? For sure. So For sure. Um, so in the, in the problems of the franchise, he's sort of at the bottom. Uh, you know, I think you, your first problem, your first issue that you have to deal with is where you're going to have the stadium. Mm-hmm. That's first and foremost. Loudon, right? Yeah. Isn't that what everybody's saying? Well, whatever. I mean, nobody yeah. knows anything, right? But, uh, but now it looks like people want to do business with this guy, right? Whereas they didn't want it with Snyder, mm-hmm. right? So DC wants, you know, uh, DC wants the uh, uh, the state, you know, the stadium to be built at the R- in DC, and everybody talks about the RFK site. Maryland, uh, Westmore has said he wants to do business with this new owner, um, which would be cool. Uh, and Virginia, obviously, Loudoun County is pipe, piping up today. So if you can get in a bidding war, um, that would be a good good thing for, for Washington. But the stadium, first and foremost, to me, is the most pressing thing, even more important than the day-to-day. Right. Um, you know. Well, which is to even to further your point about him not muddying the waters when he takes over – if, if competent people are in place and you can debate the validity of their long-term success, but if competency exists now, don't touch it, evaluate well, it, yeah, step back and, and, you know, yeah. there's absolutely, I mean, what are you gonna do? Fire a coach like two weeks before the season starts? No. That's crazy. No. Um, and you know, there's no point in firing Jason Wright or anybody like that to, you know, cause you're not going to get control until the summer. Right. And then you're gonna be focused on this. So I think the first year is just going to be, Hey, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see how things do. It's nice to be here. You know, Magic will come to a couple games. Um, <laughs> Forgot you know. Magic. Yeah. I mean, I he's for, gonna, Magic's going to be the face man. He he really is. Right? You know, it's, everybody loves Magic. It, 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 when I first heard he was part of the group, my naivety said, "Oh, he's just a throw-in guy. He's throwing a few mil out." Yeah. No, he's actually like I think I think he want I think they they want him to be the face guy. So I heard a story from an old DC writer. I forget who it was. It wasn't Feinstein or Lavero, but it was somebody else. And they said that Magic goes way goes way back to the D.C. area with A. Poland, oh, back yeah. in the A. Poland days, that those two were super tight. And every time Magic traveled out to the East Coast, he would make it a point to have dinner with A. Poland. They would tour facilities. They would right. do whatever else. And he was part of some of Poland's... Remember, um, Jack Kent Cook owned the Lakers the year before yes, Magic he did. got there. So yes, I don't he know did. if that is here. It's nope. just kind of a but, but, but it was an interesting tie. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, I think he's going to be more or less the celebrity face owner. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think Josh Harris really wants to be that guy. I don't either. Any other, you know, so Magic comes, he meets the politicians, he shakes hands, goodwill all around, everybody loves Magic. Yep. Um, And I think that's a Mm win-win. African-American and a large African-American population. For sure, man. That's exactly, I can't think of a better face man, honestly. No, he he, he would be a great face man, and and, um, man. He's likable, he's always smiling, Um, and... You know, I think he can instill goodwill and and help move the process along. To me, you know, RFK is the perfect site. I was just down there last year. The place is a shithole. Uh, the stadium is going to obviously be torn down. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's got tons of space Jerry, for parking and it, metros. It is one of the few locations in proper D.C., 
that has existing infrastructure to support a brand new 50 or 60,000. Yes. I mean, you don't have to look. You don't have to develop. It's done. All you have to do is rebuild. Right. It is right fucking there. It's right fucking there, man. Easy in and out off of 295. Metro access is already done. It's already there. I mean, it's such a no-brainer. So because it is such a no-brainer, it will be fucked up by all the stupid politicians <laughs> and red question. tape. Yeah, so, I mean, if Eleanor Holmes Norton. Yeah. God, can you believe she's still alive, all let alone po- working? All politicians Unreal. on both parties are next to worthless. Awful. Awful uh, people. Especially for to get shit done like this. That seems to but be... But more so. importantly, they're just terrible people. Well, they just need... They're going to have to have their pockets, you know, laced with something. Of course. They're going to have to have goodies so they can all, compl- you know, you know... For for the for the community, yeah, fuck that but shit. It, yeah, but it all goes whatever. Yeah, um, but that seems to be the to be the easiest and most logical choice. Sure. And then the question is, is where the team headquarters are, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but so I think that's what gets done year one. Okay. Not who your quarterback is, right? Uh, and to me, everybody's talking about rebranding. Why? That should be later on in the process. I think later on for sure. Who get? I mean, honestly. I heard another ESPN guy say that 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 should be their first order of business because even with the rebrand, it still has Snyder stench all over it. Who cares? But it doesn't matter. Does that matter? The, mi- no, the minute, it doesn't matter. No, all, all, the bottom Snyder line is, stench leaves when he leaves. Correct. And the bottom line is the Redskins name is never coming back. No, it, it, it's done. It's, it's a foregone conclusion. Never- You're, you've moved on. Did they fuck up by rolling out commanders? Maybe. And I don't the really way know. they did it, it was so stupid. It was so dumb. They certainly did it, you know, uh, very amateurish. Yeah, I mean, you're going to send out a fucking text. Hey, right. man, we're going to be the commanders from now on. But it is what it is at this point. Yeah, that um, that to me is is nothing. I I agree with you. When I heard that take, I was like, guys, we're just reaching for everything right now. I you just know? think that that by the summertime, it'll be made official, um, and. For the next year, the day-to-day nuts and bolts, what you see is not going to change. Right. And then after the season's over, uh, probably February, March, if there's going to be changes, that's when they're going to be made. Mm-hmm. And then Harris will bring in his his own people. Um, and whether or not Ron Rivera – I mean, I heard Ron Rivera say, hey, I'm, I might not be his guy. I don't know. Right. Um, well, he's if, no dummy. But, I mean, but, but if I'm not, I'm going to try to leave it – the next coach in the best situation possible. Which is why, yet again, you, you've you've harped on his professionalism, and yeah. he, he's he's proven it time and time again. Yeah. All right. Me. So let me ask you this, um, and let's parlay this conversation into the draft because that is the next big landmark event for this, the NFL. This is my shit. I know, I dude. Love it. I mean, this is, you know, how. So last night, full disclosure, <clears throat> I watched all four NHL games. I stayed up till. I, I did not watch the double overtime late game. But I was up, and I saw the Kings beat the the Oilers in overtime at one o'clock in the morning. Oh, I'm, a, shit. I'm an idiot. I was in my office at five thirty this morning. I'm a fucking moron. However, I love the NHL playoffs with such fucking passion. Yeah. And even though the Caps aren't in it, I'm I'm like ah, you like the draft that times a hundred, yeah. dude. The way you salivate over the draft is unlike anything I've ever seen. Here was my knowledge <laughs> uh, or, or my um, interest in the NHL playoffs. <laughs> I got on my phone. To see if Boston was winning, <laughs> and I was cheering for Florida, and I also took interest in the Carolina game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Western Conference, I couldn't give a fuck if they all got COVID and never played another game. I just don't care about the Western so, Conference. So you'll get my my detailed breakdown later. Um, yes. I hope so because so, I will be like everybody else. <laughs> I will be wondering what the fuck happened. I know Boston <laughs> won, and they claim there was they were nerves and jitters. I'm, I'm so hoping they lose. 
I believe Carolina won. They did. I saw Edmonton lost, and that brings me joy just because I know that Jerry, you, you if, are. If, I know that oh, people. God. Okay, we'll get to it later. I know, we'll but I know later. that people <laughs> in Edmonton right now are oh, jumping God. off bridges, dude. It's oh fuck. It's it's too juicy. It's too good. Oh. All right, all right. So, getting down to the draft. So taking the new ownership and everything out of it, because as you've just said, there's really nothing that can be done or will be done that's going to affect your draft picks. <clears throat> don't really affect. Uh, the current budget as it is. I mean, first-round picks are going to make what they're going to make and so on and so forth, right? Aside from a crazy fucking blockbuster uh, handshake behind the scenes, if somebody in the Harris team says, we got to sign Lamar Jackson somehow, aside from anything fucking crazy like that going on, I'm assuming Washington actually picks at their 16 um, position. I don't think uh, for Washington or Baltimore, Mm -hmm. it's going to be... um, very exciting. Me neither. I, I don't think anybody's going to trade up to get anybody. Um, I don't think anybody. I mean, people may trade down. I don't think. I don't think either wa- either Washington or Baltimore will trade down or up. I think they will stay and they'll just pick the players. Um, from what everybody says, and it makes sense. Baltimore needs um, a corner, mm-hmm. uh, secondary help. Um, people are saying wide receiver, but Jesus, how many times can you pick a first round? I mean, before, hey, look. I would have said, yeah, but when they signed OBJ. And, but and, how many times are you going to pick a first-round wide receiver and it doesn't pan out? Um, look at the 1990s Redskins. I understand. <laughs> but if I'm Baltimore, I'm saying, I'm with fuck, you. dude, either we don't evaluate this right or it's just a too risky of a position mm-hmm. and we're going to go somewhere else. Right. Right. They also need D-line help or like edge rusher. Um, Washington, it's pretty much universal. Offensive line. Yep. Secondary. And the kid from Oklahoma is is been the the latest guy I've seen. Um, I don't know his last name. Okay. We'll, we'll o lineman from Oklahoma. He's yeah. a, he's a tackle. Um, apparently interviewed with him, and he's been shooting up the boards. They had him late first round. Now they have him mid first round. Right. So um, all right. So let's start with cornerbacks because both Baltimore and Washington need cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Washington drafts a sixteen. I think Baltimore's a twenty three. So same type of areas. I think most likely you're going to see a cornerback go to probably both teams because of this because this is a deep deep draft in corner huge so you're going to have corners who are first round talents sliding down and even more so than offensive linemen um, because I think there's going to be a run on quarterbacks that there's going to be a four or five this Hendon Hooker kid is apparently um, trending up the boards He's raw as shit man I mean they're all raw right they are but I I I wouldn't touch that kid with a 10 foot pole I mean he's Trey Lance Remember Trey Lance? Everybody's got to have Trey Lance. He could run. Now Trey Lance might not even fucking play. I know. Right? Now I they know. got the Brock Purdy and they're like, what do I need Exactly, which is why right. if a guy like Brock Purdy can be drafted in the sixth round, then who the fuck are you taking a, a, a flyer on Hooker in the first? So here are the first round uh, cornerbacks with you know unima- you know consensus, not unanimous, but consensus first round grades. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's Christian, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. He is usually thought of to be the best of a good class. Yep. Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. Yep. Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. Deontay Banks from Maryland. Mm-hmm. Those are the four you sort of hear. Um, I saw Deontay Banks play, and I got to be honest with you, I didn't think he was all that. Um, no, when I say all that, I didn't say he's not a first-round pick. I don't think he's – I mean, I'm, I'm just saying when I, when I see Christian Gonzalez play, I'm like, God damn. Right. You know, that guy's tall. Um, anyway, he's six one, almost six two, one ninety seven, ran a four three. Christian Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. His cover skills are pretty elite. Um, the 
Uh, Devin Witherspoon, six foot, 181, ran a 4.43. Joey Porter, 6'2 and a half, um, 193, ran a 4.46. Those three, uh, and then Deontay Banks, six foot, 197, 4.3. Um, those are your top four. I think it's fairly, um, I don't know how to say it, fairly strong. That one of two of those four go to Washington or Baltimore. Hmm. I, I think if you hear Gonzalez, Weatherspoon, Porter, Banks, I don't have a problem with any of them really. No, because me at that point, I just know they need a corner. I know Baltimore needs a corner. I know that Washington needs a corner. I don't know who's better than who. Right. Right. So that, that's right. that's what. I, the, I, so I I've been acutely following this because Banks is is a terp. So mm-hmm. I watched him play. Followed him at the combine. Had a really, really good combine. Um, Gonzalez for me is by far and away the best. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that close. A lot of people like this Witherspoon kid. They do. I saw him play. You at, saw him play, yeah. And he's very, very good. Um, he reminds me of a little bit slower. Um, very physical. Grabs. Mm-hmm. He's going to hold you. Right. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna get off the blocks better than the other guys. But in coverage, I don't think he's nearly as good. I would say Gonzalez is the best cover guy of the bunch, and he's the best playmaker, which is why, to me, he's far and away the, the best. The other three, they have a different set of skill set, each of them. I right. think you just shake them up in a bag, and whoever you want, you take, and you can't go wrong. So I'm partial to Banks because I saw him play so much, right? and he's fast as fuck. He had the fastest 40 of all four of them. Um, yeah. So um, there's a kid not listed in my, uh, in my breakdown. Um, and I can't branch, I believe is his name. He's a safety uh, or nickel corner from Alabama. Mm. And so you know that motherfucker can play. <laughs> well, he can play, but he's more of a jack of all trades. He's Got not it. a he's not a shutdown corner. But Washington played sixty five or seventy percent in nickel last you, year. You said that last year too. You, need you were it. like, I, I don't. That's need. almost like your base. Exactly right. You need that more than a linebacker. Yeah, right? it's like remember the old Darrell Revis when he was in his prime. They were like, you know, Revis Island and this and that. Those types of guys don't really exist anymore because the NFL's not run the right. same way anymore. So you his know? name is Brian Branch. I would include him. In, in that discussion. So if Washington's at 16, I think Gonzalez will be gone by then. Uh, but Witherspoon, Porter, Banks, Branch, if you're looking corner, right? So my I don't think Washington's going to go corner, but I do think Baltimore is. Okay. I think Washington's going to go O-line. I really do. Right. I, I think they're going to take the best tackle available, um, and that's just the way it's going to be. Well, I don't. I, I think that – I think obviously – you know, you're going to rate – they obviously need a tackle. But if they have two and then they have four corners rated higher than the next tackle, it's stupid to take the tackle. I, right? I don't disagree. I just – that's what my gut is telling me. Yeah. You know, that, that's my prediction. So here are the tackles um, that are listed with first-round grades. Um, Paris Johnson from Ohio State. Broderick Jones from Georgia. Uh, Anton Harrison's probably the guy you're talking about. That's they, him. Yep. They rate him as a second-round pick. Uh, there's a kid, Darnell Wright, who's a West Virginia. He's from West Virginia. He's from Huntington. He played at Tennessee. He's sometimes mentioned in a in a um, uh, first round uh, discussion, even to Washington. Um, I've seen him play a lot. Um, I think he's more of a guard. Okay. Um, but Paris Johnson, uh, Broderick Jones. Obviously, the guy who's going to go first is Peter. Uh, score. I can I can never pronounce his name. 
Skoronsky from Northwestern. Northwestern kid, yep. He's 6'4", 313. Everybody says he's too short and his arms are too short, blah, blah, blah. Um, But that kid, I mean, when you watch him play, he's just a freak show in terms of fundamentals. I mean, he's like he's super athletic. Like too. Zach Martin from the Cowboys, right? He, maybe he doesn't play on the edge. Maybe he's maybe then he goes back. He's now he's an All Pro guard for yeah. ten years, right? Right. Um, and can slide out and play some tackle on a pinch. Yep. So I think he'll be gone before Washington. So if you're looking at, um, I think that is too high for strictly a guard. Oh, for sure. Um, I would so, agree with that. I mean. If you're, I think you're looking at those tackles I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paris, why can't I get this thing? Oh yeah, Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones, Darnell Wright. Um, there are a couple guards like Osiris. Yeah, from Florida. Yep. Apparently, just a big, huge mauler. Yep, just a um, just a massive, massive I think human guys like that. You can get in the second round. See, that's so that's where I'm at, Jerry. Is if Washington goes the corner route, I'm not going to be mad because they're so talented, as you just said. I think there's going to be a lot of O linemen that go in rounds two, three, and four. Okay. And Washington's got a plethora of picks in there. So, well, let me go tell you it. why everybody's wrong, and this is who they're drafting. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. And if anybody's listening out there, this motherfucker knows. I, I swear to God, he's got like a little earpiece with uh, Mel Kuyper. If he's there. If he's there, mm-hmm. they're drafting Dalton Kincaid from Utah, the tight end. Dude, I would jump for. I would actually be excited if they got that guy. Yeah, they're, they're, that they're, dude. They're drafting him, and I'll tell you why. He's not going to be there, Jerry. Travis fucking Kelsey, dude. He's not going to be there. Well, he might be because oh, there's major. Major wants to get in on it. Um, <laughs> tra- uh, he can't block. Yeah. So what? Yeah. So what? I mean, when's the last time you saw Travis Kelsey block? Yeah. Right? Who cares? But this this cat is a you know former basketball player, right? He's six foot three and a half, two hundred fifty pounds. Um, can run, can obviously catch. Um, the the write up in the athletic. This is their conclusion overall. Kincaid is still developing as a blocker, but he's an above average catcher with burst, body control, ball skills to be a weapon in the slot. He projects as a playmaking move tight end in the NFL, which. If you are uh, going with Sam Howell, that's exactly what you need. Someone who's nice and easy pitching catches. So I did some more research on this guy after our last pod because you were high on him. And I clearly heard his name through like Grant and Danny and the junkies. Like they bring up different things each week. Right. So I did some more some more looking into this guy. And you are you you've nailed the 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 ingredients that go into this soup because mm-hmm. you have Eric Bienemy, who just came off of lots of success in KC. However, it was you know, whatever his function was, he's used to having an athletic quarterback who can check down to a stud tight end. And a pass catching tight end is the wave of the future in the NFL. Dude, how many tight ends last year were picked up in free agency for big time money and made a huge impact? Yep. I mean, look at fantasy football. People are drafting tight ends sooner than they ever did before, and the depth is bigger than it was ever before. If Washington trades up, it's to get this dude. I, I completely agree with you. Right. I completely agree with you. So still think they're going O line. It might, but if he's there, I w- that's my bet. But that's where that's where I want. Yeah. I would like to see them draft and a playmaker you, like enemy, that. The enemy, is going to be all over that. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's dude! Just what he's Fuck yeah, man! And they don't have anybody on their roster um, that can do what this kid can do. That's correct, right? Um, but I'll tell you who is the best player in the draft, and it's Bijan Robinson from Texas. I don't think it's close. <laughs> that guy is going to be the um, stud. So I heard. Stud. I mean, I watched on some mock today and. 
the Eagles pick him up at 10, and I'm just like, fuck me. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if they get him? That's Those ridiculous. motherfuckers, dude. That's fucking ridiculous. All right, so hey, you bring up the Eagles. So Jalen Hurts just signed for 255, 179 guaranteed, which is still not as much as Deshaun Watson, which is insane. Yeah. But it's an outlier. Yeah, exactly. He's not even Joe Burrow is going to get that money. No, no, agreed. He'll so get money, but not you tell money. me now as we tailor our conversa- conversation real quick to Baltimore, what does that do for Lamar's case in general? Does it help him? Does it hurt him? Well, in my opinion, my opinion means nothing, but in my <laughs> opinion, Lamar has looked like an ass in this whole thing. He's, he's, <laughs> I, I think he has overestimated his value. He's certainly miscalculated he's everything. He's miscalculated um, what, the, what he thinks the Ravens would do. I think anybody with half a brain – um, thinks that if you pay Lamar Jackson a fully gear, fully guaranteed uh, uh, contract with his injuries and his lack of winning, you should be fired on sight. That's my point. Um, I think he should be taking a long, hard look at Jalen Hurts. And I know all the Lamar defenders are out there today saying, "Well, it's two different scenarios. One's on a dude. He's not that good. They've offered him more guarantees. I mean, he's good, right? Of course, he's good. He's not." He's not franchise changing. He's not Tom Brady in his prime, right? Right. He's just he's just not. Right. He's a good NFL quarterback that gets injured. He's going to give you 12 games a year. He's going to sit out four or five with injury. Um, he's not going to be the most um, accurate quarterback. He's going to make plays with his legs. He's going to love his tight ends. He's, he's going to be better than all but four. Five quarterbacks in the league. Right. Right? Um, but he can't carry your team by himself to a Super Bowl. He can carry you to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right? So he's a lot like Jalen Hurts. So I don't know if I if he had an agent and he had people who were actually honest with him instead of just yes men and probably his buddies down the street who are helping him out and all these entertainers who don't know what the fuck they're doing. If you had someone in his corner who was actually honest with him and said, you really need to reevaluate what you want. Um, and if maybe he doesn't want to sign with Baltimore, right? Maybe he just doesn't want to resign there. Hmm. Right. And he, and, and he says, you know what? I think my brand can be better somewhere else. Sure. In a different offense. That could be true too, hmm. but just on a football basis, they have already offered him more than I would offer him. Yeah. They they have already offered him more than I would offer him. Um, the guarantees, I think, if you're going to change it up now, you have to offer something that's pretty much the same thing you just offered him, but allow him to have an out to where he can save face. Mm-hmm. And and everybody and all the media can go see he did a great job, blah blah blah. When when in fact you you really, I mean, it's not going to be any different. Sure. Um, but I think he's handled this poorly, and I'm worried that he's too stubborn and arrogant to walk it back and say, okay, I've painted myself in a corner. I overestimated my value. The market has told me that my value was bad because nobody's stepping up to give me get me. Sure. Um, nobody's going to give me a all-guaranteed deal. And I see what Jalen just got, and he's won more than I have, and he's younger, and he's healthier, sure. and he plays more. Yeah. Um, so I'm sort of taking the cue, and I'm sitting down with Eric DaCosta, and I'm going to say, okay, this is what I need, and how can you help me get it, and then how do we present it? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Right? Um, I don't think the, the Ravens are going to offer 
much, if anything, more than they've already offered, and mm-hmm. nor should they. Yeah. Um, because I just think that, you know, anything else is foolish. So, in, in other words, the Hertz deal almost helps Baltimore a little bit. Because it well, puts a little bit more into view what the realistic expectation of guaranteed money yeah. that, that is the going rate for that caliber quarterback. Anybody but with common sense realizes that that's an apples-to-apples apples comparison. Yes. Um, you'll see pro football talk and Florio and all these other people saying why. Well, it's really not because here are the differences. Sure. Well, every deal has differences, but that doesn't make it apples to oranges, right? right. There's always differences in everything. Sure. Uh, but they're just not material differences, right? The di- they play the same position, right? So therefore, th- their styles are the same. Mm-hmm. The value to their team is the same. I don't think anybody's not going to say that Jalen Hurts is very important to the Eagles. Oh, without question. Right? Um, they're of the same caliber. Um, Hurts has one more. <laughs> um, Especially know, when it's mattered. Yeah. I know. Um, and so if I'm Lamar and if someone was actually in his corner – um, that would tell him the truth and he would listen, um, I would say we nego- this is our floor. We negotiate a little bit above it, but this is the realistic thing. The No one is ever going to get the Watson deal. No. I don't even think Joe Burrow is going to get the Watson deal. I agree. And I think Cleveland will be hamstrung by this fucking deal. It's a stupid deal. Boy, does, you know, as, as dysfunctional as Washington has been, is Cleveland just up there with just making gaff after gaff? I mean, it's it, unreal. It's not like I just people are so black and white when they talk about this stuff. It's like, um, well, obviously the Ravens don't want Lamar. Of course they want Lamar. They obviously do. the Ravens don't think Lamar is any good. Of course they do. Right. But it, again, it's it's nuanced. It's how much, how much is enough. I exactly. Mean, because there, for everybody championing the, the OBJ pickup and everything else, we can't go and get guys like that, even on one and two year deals. If, if Lamar's getting 220 guaranteed, Deshaun Watson is a good ball player, but I don't think anybody says that that's a good financial investment. No. It's stupid. That's right. Financial investment. And what it does is it screws everybody up because now all the agents and all the players are saying, okay, well, that's what he got, and I'm better than him. So I get that. When in fact, everybody with half a brain is going, oh my God, what a disaster contract that is. Yes. Yeah. Right. And it's going to hamstring Cleveland so much because he's good, but he ain't that good. No, he's not. And uh, he's got a lot of baggage as well. So it was. Even without the baggage. Even without it. Even without the baggage. I still wouldn't pay him guaranteed. I mean, are you kidding me? No, I agree. I mean, he's one step away from shredding his knee, and you still got to pay him. Or getting hit and driven into the ground, and you got to pay him. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. It is. So anyway, I'm hoping, but it seems like Lamar sort of dug his heels in. And honestly, Todd, it it may be more than just money. It maybe maybe he doesn't want to play there. Maybe he thinks that if I can go somewhere like Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, not well, we go to Chicago, but some bigger market, right, right, with a thriving city, and um, you know can be on TV a lot and the and the coverage. It's a bigger city, bigger market. Maybe he thinks his brand can get bigger, and maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe he just wants out of Baltimore, but wants to be able to save face instead of saying, "I just don't want to be here because it's too right. small for me." It's got to be. Hey, I, somebody gave me a better contract. I was disrespected. Yep. yep. I just needed to go, you know, get my value somewhere else. And I think what's what's screwed him is that 
the NFL has told him what his value is, and it's not what the Ravens gave him. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to accept that. Right. Uh, so I think the Ravens have played it perfectly, even if they're taking PR hits from people who want Lamar to get more money. Not sure. that he deserves just want it, you mm-hmm. know? Sure. Um, but assuming they can work it out, I mean, there's no logical reason other than he just doesn't want to be there. Or he's just so far in fantasy land and, and ego-driven that he can't see the realism of, of his position uh, that he's not going to be signed and then they're still going to have the same needs at corner, edge rusher, and um, and wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Although, I, if, I, if I was Eric DaCosta, I wouldn't be drafting a wide receiver again in the first round. I mean, <clears> no way, man. How many times have you failed? Yeah, you take a flyer with your second, sixth-round pick or some shit like that, but not – yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you, you got a first, you, Bateman's <clears throat> there from last year. He's yep. a first round pick. And you still got Andrews. Yep. Right? You still got Dobbins running the ball. Mm-hmm. So if you get Lamar back, um, you know, and your your offensive line is decent, um, you, you just really need to help work on that defense, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, All right. So you think they take a corner? I think they take a corner because I round. think that that uh, that position is the deepest and you'll have better players dropping. I think so, too. Because I've, I've be- seen Bennett um, tied to, to Baltimore just because of the Maryland ties sure. and everything else, um, and it seems to be a, kind of a natural fit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't see it working. I, 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 honestly, I, before the season, before the draft, I'd never heard of him. So I don't think he's like a name that anybody's going to get that excited about. Right. Um, but I think you take him because he's really fucking good at a mm. position that you need. Yeah. And it just so happens that he played at University of Maryland, which right. is a bonus. Right. Um, but I don't think he's going to be selling a lot of jerseys. No, um, no, no, no. But, but I do think that, I mean, first of all, the Ravens are smart. A hell of a lot smarter than me. So I they trust do a good job that each I, year. I trust that they will do a good job. All right, and so we'll see. We'll All see right, so the happens. so day one of the draft is so it is Thursday. It's currently Tuesday the eighteenth, so it's next, next Thursday, Thursday the twenty seventh. All right, we need to get some on the books for that. Yeah, watch that first round. Dalton Kincaid, mark it down. Pull a place of bet if he's still there and he's not the pick. <laughs> I'll be surprised. I don't give a damn who's there. Um, so first, are they still doing first round Thursday rounds two and three Friday, and then and Thursday will be a nightmare, always is. Right. Where where is the draft this year? Is it New Orleans uh, or might be because it was in Nashville, I believe, last year because they did it outdoors. Yeah, at that it was a cool venue. It was actually a really neat setting. Oh man, they marketed this. Oh, they they, they they're such badasses when dude, it comes to marketing. Again, financially, the NFL is king, and it's not close. No, no, it's, they it's, do everything they do. Um, tut, uh, is this gold? It is. All right, so let's uh, let's parlay our talk over to. You want to hear my NHL analysis? Or you well, want to talk turfs? G- let's give me five minutes on let's Dickinson. I believe Dickinson is oh, yeah, trolling. Yeah, yeah. I believe he's trolling Maryland. I believe he's trolling Georgetown uh, to get more interest. Um, JP Finley agrees with my position, <laughs> and we didn't do. We did it independently. Basically, I saw it. And it gave me more confidence in my position. I think this is all bullshit. Um and but Jeff Urban says yeah. his name. Um, he says that Maryland is legitimately they think they can legitimately get him. Um, but West Virginia kind of screwed Maryland because um Kansas wanted two players, mm-hmm. uh, Jesse Edwards from Syracuse and Dickinson. Yep, they wanted a big and uh, Mountaineers. I, I got to give it up. I know I rail on them. They got this new new AD, and he apparently is working magic with um, Oliver Luck 
and whoever the owners of the Arizona Diamondbacks, he's a West Virginia guy. Got it. Billionaire. They run the Country Roads Trust, mm-hmm. and they are shelling out cash for basketball players. Hey, good on them, so man. So they were able to uh, get that Jesse Edwards kid. Yep. Which now, of course, puts all the focus. I mean, Kansas automatically. I mean, if you saw their Twitter, which since I searched Dickinson, their Twitter comes up. Immediately when he went to West Virginia, Dickinson, uh, Kansas was like, he's ours. We got him. They're going to throw buku cash at him. Yeah. I don't think that there's – I said it last time on the pod when this first popped up that as intriguing as it is, and it's a cool little pipe dream to think about, I don't think there's any way in hell he comes to Maryland for a couple of reasons. Number one, Kansas and or Kentucky will come up with more NIL money. And I know Kentucky's dropped because of their flux. Oscar, yep. Chishiba, yeah. And I get all that. But the bottom line is Kansas basketball boosters are going to sell the farm to make sure he goes there in terms of the actual dollars. Even if Plank and team were able to get close, then I think you have the basketball effect. (laughs) Let's not lose the fact that you, even though you're the best player in the portal, which he is, he's the top prospect in the portal, does not mean you are a natural fit everywhere. I think he fits perfectly with Kansas as far as their basketball goes. I think he's the piece they're missing to go back to the Final Four. I think with Maryland... You have an elite player. I don't know how that fits, good or bad. I'm not saying it's it's a it's a good or a bad. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a pipe dream if you're a Maryland fan and you think he's coming to Maryland. We had a shot a few weeks ago when we hired Mike Jones. I figured there were some behind the scenes things going on there. You alluded to that as well. His high school coach, and it's no coincidence that he visited Maryland and Georgetown because he has local ties. So that makes perfect sense. He's mm-hmm. doing his due diligence, which is serving two purposes. He looks like a decent guy coming back home, but it's also driving the price up for NIL money elsewhere. And the bottom line is it's not like it's not like Wichita State's in the mix. It's right. fucking Kansas. It's Kansas. It's Kansas basketball, dude. <laughs> He's going there. Right. And and I, I think it's a foregone conclusion. I texted you and for I think it's all about the money. Oh, I, totally. think he, I think he realizes smartly. I'm not saying it's it's not wrong. I'm not saying I wouldn't do the same thing. Mm-hmm. He realizes that in the pros. He's a dime a dozen, seven-footer. I even heard somebody say he might be like a late second-round yeah. NBA pick. I mean, he's, he, he, he's just another dude, maybe, exactly. call, you know. Yep. So now's his time to get paid. That's right. So, and I agree with him. But rightly or wrongly, um, it's all about the money. Totally. I don't think really fit has anything to do with it. I think he wants to win, like every human being mm-hmm. wants to win. It's funner to win than... No, I, I wasn't money. saying fit in terms of his thought process. Right. I was saying fit in terms of like a, a third party observer. Right. You right. Know? No, um, his thought process is money number one and can that team win? Can that and, team win? And yeah. Kansas is always in the fucking mix. Right. And he's he's a piece and the money's gonna be there. Yeah. So I think the I was put off and I texted you this when he was asked about coming home and uh, you know, a meeting with Georgetown in Maryland. That he basically said he was coming home to see his family, so why not stop in? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That yeah. really kind of said, you know, this guy's a douche. I, I even wrote back to you. I was like, great player, but a douche. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, now, be, a, be a little bit more professional. Now, if he goes to Kansas and he's like, hmm, this is out in the middle of fucking nowhere, which it is. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I don't, I don't know if I want, you know, the pressure and this and that and the other. I want to go home and look like a hero coming home. I'd take him in a heartbeat. Of course. I'm not a dumbass. Yeah, you know? take, yeah, <laughs> if, if you say, Todd, do you want the best player in the country on your team? Yes, I do. You right. know, of course. 
but I'm not going to be heartbroken if he doesn't come here because I'm a realist, number one. He's douchey, number two. Yeah. And I think Maryland, I don't think Maryland's one player away from being a Final Four team, and I think Kansas is. Right. You know, do there's you the difference. Th- do you think he knows that uh, Mark Turgeon went to Kansas <laughs> and is loyal to them? I'd be pimping that out. Like, dude, I, if you. If I'll you, be honest, from the sounds of it, I don't know that he knows much. <laughs> Maybe. He that did. dude is a yeah. big dumb. He's animal. a big dumb animal. He God, is I'd probably like to party with him now. <laughs> I'd probably like to just sit down and like have a conversation with him. Uh, but like, do a cake yeah. stand, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, maybe trolling Maryland is a little bit harsh, but I don't think uh, he. I don't think he's really that serious about it. I don't think so either. Now I don't know. Fuck. Maybe they. Maybe they. They. I mean, I. I assumed. Um, that Maryland did everything they could to close the deal that day. Sure. When they left, they said, this is what we can give you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was as, as big a number as they can come up with. They weren't holding anything back because he's going to go to Kansas and be blown away. Yeah. Right? I mean, why do that if you know you're, he's going somewhere that's just they're going to say, all right, here's a check, put your name on it. Yep. You know? Well, and I don't think it's also a coincidence, the order in which he did the visits. Exactly. You know, he yeah. knew that the best offer was going to be the last one. Right. You know, like the showcase showdown. Exactly. Um, now, I will say this. Maryland had to pull some strings and pull some money together to get to Jameer Young to come back. And they did. Yeah. So that was big. Getting the shooter that they got from Loyola Marymount is huge. Yeah. Dante St- Scott coming back. That's an interesting one. I don't know how I feel about it. Well, I mean, hey, he can help. I mean, of course he can help. He's, he's, he's a good dude, but I don't want his minutes to sacrifice upon the three newcomers right. and the chemistry, et cetera, et cetera. My gut tells me he wouldn't come back if, if he was going to be a distraction or mm-hmm. if it was going to be a detractor. If Willard said, I pencil you in, dude, we're good. I like our rotation. We got seven, eight guys the way I like it. Please come back. This is what we got for you. And if he's like, that's better than going to Europe. Cool. You know, it's not like Maryland's going to stop. If Dickinson goes to Kansas, they're just going to go the next person. Exactly right. I mean, it's not like Maryland. I don't think it. I, honestly, I don't think. I don't think Maryland failed. If it happens, I just think you had a kid who's seven foot one. He's a little bit quirky. Not a big fan of how he, how Maryland recruited him, rightly or wrongly. Mm-hmm. Could he could be you know fighting windmills, right? right. It could yeah. be all made up in sure. his head. Sure, but. Um, he obviously felt disrespected, and now is his time. Mm-hmm. And heck, dude's gonna get paid. Yep, because his, I think it's his, as simple as I think all the other stuff is almost like a distraction. Yeah, you know, I, I think at the he's end of the day, he's got one year to get paid, probably more than he'll get paid in the NBA. 100%. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I mean, that might be an overstatement. If but he makes an NBA roster, if he know? makes an NBA roster, and 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 when you're young and you've got you're in your prime, you got to strike while the iron's hot. Absolutely, top, man. man. I, you know, I don't, I don't fault him for that one. I bit. don't fault him at all. I know he's <clears throat> he comes off as kind of douchey. I just thought he oh, could. He is. I think I thought he could have handled the. Um, he handled this like I would have handled it, and I'm a moron. And I'm kind of an <laughs> asshole, you know. Um, so I think I just wish he'd a little bit a little more professional. But that's sort of a hit. I mean, that's just again, yeah. I mean that that, that right. That's an evaluation from afar. It's an opinion thing. So basically, you know. we both agree in 48 hours. The most likely result is that he will be announcing on Twitter that he is going to be a Kansas Jay. Absolutely, I think so too. You know, unless something strange happens last minute. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. I don't know what could happen last minute, but I, I, I really think it's a foregone conclusion. Right. You know, he did the rounds to make it look like he was, 
you know, being, you know, doing his uh, home base a solid. Right. And, you know, oh, interesting. Yeah, let me, you know, perk up. Yeah. When the reality was he was going to go to the to the highest profile school that was going to offer him the most money. Offer him the most money. And be the most prestigious basketball school of the bunch. And, and that's what Kansas is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in, in any event, I'm excited about... I'm excited about the Terps next year, basketball. Oh, sure. Love it. I mean, I um, think Will, Will, Willard, Dickinson or not, is there's going to be somebody else to get excited about. Yep. And they're going to be better than they were this year. They are. And they're going to make the tournament, and they're going to, they're going to be higher in the Big Ten, and mm-hmm. it's, he's trending in the right direction regardless. It would just be this once in a sort of a – you don't generally – now, maybe next year you get – I mean, this might be the new reality – for for right. for players who are really fucking good, mm-hmm. but maybe not they don't have the upside uh, that in an NBA where you know you project five years from now, maybe they're as good as they're going to get, and sure. that means they're really good in college. <clears throat> maybe they and they're starting to look. This might be the new reality. It, it might be. You know. Now you're and right. It's just going to suck. And it's funny because the old and, school college basketball mentality of you need a stud five, you need a stud five, you need a stud five. You well, need senior back 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 courts. Exactly. So Hunter Dickinson is seven foot one, the best player in the portal, and we're talking about him being a fringe NBA player. I know. That, that that's the reality of where we are now. Well, Oscar you know? Toshiba was player of the year last year, and he's a second round projected pick. I know because he's maxed his potential out. I mean, exactly. you know what he can do? He can't shoot, but he can rebound. What's well, funny? You look at um, uh, a bunch of the ex Maryland guys that are in the NBA right now. Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter is killing it. Yeah, and, dude. All the all the bros around the league, they're like. They, they were saying it earlier in the year. I think it was John Morant was like, dude, that motherfucker can shoot. Yeah. He's like, that dude, he goes, I take that guy on my team any day. Somebody was like, it was on NBA TV. They were like, who? He's <laughs> like, dude, the plays in Sacramento, the ginge. He's like, that motherfucker can shoot. He's like, we were balling over the summer. He's like, he might be the best shooter next to Steph. And everybody's like laughing or whatever. And I think and that's a stretch, but yeah. hey. And if you disagree with me, I'm going to pop you in the <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, but you see a guy like Herter, and then you see other you know, stud college basketball players, and you're like, oh, that skinny white kid, there, there's no way. His game had a trajectory Absolutely. that he hadn't seen even close to the ceiling. What's Jake Lehman doing now? He's with Minnesota. Is he? Mm-hmm. Cool, man, because I see, you know, I am Jake Lehman, I have Maryland pride, and yep. I'm like, I forgot about Jake Lehman. Mm-hmm. He's a bench guy, but, hey, I mean. Dude, could you think of being a better life? You Jerry, get to travel? I think he's been in the league for five years now. Oh, he's oh. making so much money. Because that that all that shit's like guaranteed. Guess who's still in the league with Kevin Herter in Sacramento? Who? Alex Len. No shit. He's there. He, he's getting about eighteen minutes a night. Odonis Haslam mm-hmm. is our age, and he's still with the Heat. <laughs> that fucking. And crazy. every year is his last fucking year. <laughs> I don't know how that guy still plays. He's like in his forties. God, it's like James Harden. He looks like he's in his forties. Uh, he right. He looks like he barely is uh, Jerome Bettis getting out of bed. He's All hitting right. fadeaway threes from thirty feet. All right, let's talk to Caps. Right, okay. they have. Cleared house coaching wise, they have right. McCla- uh, <laughs> Laviolette's, Laviolette's gone, gone, and more importantly today, Blaine Forsyth. Yes, <laughs> dude. Finally, I don't. I, I think. I, I think. McCla- so I follow this guy on Twitter, and you'll know who he is. He's called the Goat. He's the one that you know. Let's go, Cats. Right. He has Goat on his jersey. Yeah. So he's really good friends with RMNB guys, with Alan May, and right. with Japers from Japers Rank. So I follow him on Twitter. He's he's pretty funny. And this morning, one of the first tweets that popped up on my feed, and he goes, "Blaine Forsyth watches over." People. People. He goes, we are free. <laughs> right. Like, that's so fucking funny. Like, how is that? There was a contingent of the fan base that just could not stand him. Right. Well, <laughs> you, I you were in I that. was one of them, but I, I wasn't educated. I was just like, what does he do? All right, so he's in charge of the power play. Our power play sucks. Right. Apparently, the consensus is the only 
The only assistant who is worth keeping is the penalty kill guy. Yeah, McCarthy or something like that. Yeah, or something, yeah, something Scott like, Allen. Scott Allen. Scott Allen. That's oh, right. Can't yep. believe I just pulled that name. All right. So basically, hey, Major. Get out Ma- of <laughs> Major's getting into trouble. He's, he doesn't like the Caps talk. Right. He doesn't like us shitting all over Blaine Force. So, but but yeah. So now it's a fresh start. It is. Are there <laughs> any remaining assistants under contract? The, the one you just said. Now I remember it. It's Scott Arneal. Scott Arneal. Okay. Yep. And he's a former head coach in the league. Okay. So is is he on the short list? I doubt it. I think they're going to go new and young, <clears throat> and in no such order. The three names I've heard with consistency are Jeff Halpern mm-hmm. um, for lots of reasons. Um, Todd Nelson, who's the head coach at Hershey, mm-hmm. and something Carberry, Stefan Carberry, and he's Stephon a young, Marbury, nice. and he's a uh, he's a young coach who came up through Hershey, bounced around the league a little bit, and he's one of those guys along with Halpern that's considering or considered to be one of those guys that's going to get their first head coaching job. Tell me about the relationship that you're hearing between Ovi and Halpern. I've heard it wasn't that great when they were playing together. So when they were playing together, it was Halpern towards the end of his career, and it was the beginning of Ovi's career. I don't know that the relationship was good or bad. I think that that's overblown. The organization was a fucking mess. I think that's where people are getting it a little bit wrong that they didn't have a tight-knit relationship. Halpern was your old-school, gritty veteran who was basically asking for his way out (laughs) as the team was rebuilding. And here you had this Russian kid who was starting right away, who nobody knew, who just played like a bat out of hell. So it was like oil and water. And, of course, at the time, Halpern wore the C, and they were like, hey, you're going to play with this Russian kid. And he was like, all right. Nobody didn't play any defense, didn't speak any English, didn't do anything else. He just scored goals. I don't think there was a rift. I just think it was like Halpern's like, what team am I getting traded to so I can be in the playoffs this year? And I, I don't even know who this guy is yet because nobody did. Right. They knew he was the number one pick. But, you know, when you're from Russia, you don't have the same clout that you do when you're from Nova Scotia and sure. you're, you know, Sidney Crosby. So I don't think people knew Ovechkin was going to be the Ovechkin today. I think that has zero to do with it. Okay. Um. The th- the trepidation that I have on Halpern, mm-hmm. why hasn't he gotten a job yet? That's that's a good point. It, it, it's a little like the enemy conversation we had. You know, Ripa's like, oh, 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 what, what a great hire, what a great hire. It's like, well, how come he's been in the same position for so long? He's clearly very good at what he does. He has a good reputation, but maybe the step up isn't – not everybody's a head coach. Some guys are offensive coordinators. Some guys are penalty kill masters. Some guys are video coaches. Maybe people can't relate to players, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. There's plenty of retreads in the NHL that do way better as a top assistant than they do as a head coach. So if people have been hesitant around the league to pull the trigger on Halpern, that would be the only reason I would say this isn't a done deal. You know, I don't think it is a done deal. No, but a lot of people in the cap circles are basically saying as soon as Tampa's out of the playoffs, you're going to hear – He's interviewing with Washington, and there they go. Right. Because McClellan and Halpern go way back. Sure. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Um, I, I, I like that it's going to be hopefully a first-time NHL head coach. I think that this organization's ready for it because they have enough veterans. I heard somebody say that you need a veteran coach to run veterans in the NHL. I could not disagree more. NHL locker room kind of runs itself. It does. You don't fucking need a coach. The, the old – like John Tortorella – when was the last time he had a good season as a head coach? Head right. coach? You can't remember. Right. You're going back 
15 years. Everywhere he goes, he's toxic. He seems to make it about himself. Correct. He goes in there and goes, fuck you, fuck you. And they're like, congratulations. You know, I too have a Stanley Cup ring. I too, but I'm still playing. Fuck off. You know, I don't think they need that type of Tortorella, Hitchcock, you know, old school guy. I think they'll do fine with somebody that manages the personalities, manages ice time. Mm-hmm. and understands the expectation that we are chasing Gretzky's record over the course of the next 164 games. Yeah. You have 82 regular season games times two years to get Ovi to 76 goals or whatever the number is. Right. Other than that, see if you can get us into the playoffs in the next two years. We're yep. going to make the roster younger. We're going to give you lots of pieces to play with. We're going to try and get under the cap. I think that's going to be... That makes you know, total sense to me. Yeah. All right. So, and... So the the consensus is is that we won't really have a good feel about the um, the candidates that McClellan's really targeting until probably some teams are eliminated from the playoffs. I would I would think so. You're not going to talk to Halpern during the. I don't nope. know what the rules are, but nope. Halpern's and you're not going to you're not going to talk to him while he's there. Um, right. and you're not going to talk to the Hershey guy until well, he's in Hershey's play, right. out, and and Hershey's really really good again. You know, right. I think they're the two seed in the East, so you know they're they're poised to make a deep run. Um. All right, Todd, tell me about the Hurricanes and the Islanders. What did you see so far and what do you think moving forward All right. for the next week? So the Eastern Conference is way better than the Western Conference as far, far as hockey goes. Of course it is. In terms of the product that you're watching, it's complete shit. The Hurricanes-Islanders game was a goddamn bore. Was it? Awful. Honestly, I thought the Bruins-Panthers was a bore. But but aren't, <laughs> they, aren't the Islanders boring? They are. And so, so that, that's good for them. So is Carolina. Carolina's boring too. Are they really? They are. They are. They love to win 2, two nothing. Right. Three one. That's like their you know, that's are their they formula. still almost unbeatable in their barn? Yeah. Because that's shit. I mean, they used to fuck the caps up. Well, there. here's the deal. I think you're gonna see these series go all of them go six or seven. Really? Dude, these teams are gonna beat the shit out of each other on home ice, you know. So with that being said, Carolina won game one, held serve. Boston won game one, held serve. I think that both those teams win in five or six. Five or six. I don't think Florida or New York can give more than more than a little puncher's chance. What about Rangers Devils? Well, I know you love the Devils. Rangers so that, Devils, so, Lightning, Maple Leafs. I'm so actually going to watch that. So shit those tonight. two series start tonight. I'm going to watch and that. And I can't wait. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. Blood baths, both of them. The Maple Leafs are going to win right. their first playoff series in 20 some years. I mean, that's how far you have to go back. Talk about a storied franchise. I'm pretty sure they don't have a series win since either 2000 or 99. All right. I'm going to bet you. I'm going to bet you a beer up at Quincy's. I'm going to take the Lightning just because Toronto and Edmonton fans are designed no to question. suffer. So Toronto has the pressure of the world on their shoulders. They do. No and joke. And the Lightning have knocked them out two out of the last three years. This is the one year the Lightning are old. They're beat up. I don't think. I just don't think they have it. But here's the difference. They have Vas- Vasilevsky. Yep. They've got Braden Point. They, they just have that veteran son of a bitch about them. And if they bully Toronto around, oh, it could be another nightmare for Toronto. I just think Toronto is so fucking skilled. Yeah, but they aren't they skilled in the regular season? But when Kucherev starts getting like the throat cutting shit going on. I know, on, man. I know. He, he's like, it's it's going to be must watch TV. I think that one goes seven. I'm finally going to give Toronto. I'm watching that tonight. I, I, I can't wait. By the way, you still owe me uh, a beer for uh, – um, we haven't we – haven't, uh, 
done our beer yet on who was it? You took Alabama. I took the field in the NCAA yep, tournament. I owe you a yep. beer. Yeah. So all right. Um it's a fucker. <laughs> all right, thirsty. Rangers Devils. Let's talk about Todd the Devils fan. I love it. It's gonna go seven. The Rangers are gonna do their best to muck it up. I'm gonna go Devils for two reasons. I think Lindy Ruff is a good veteran coach. He's going to get it done with a young squad. I think the Devils are disciplined. They're going to keep their heads about them. And here's my hot take on this one. The Rangers got Patty Kane at the trade deadline. He is such a liability in his own end that if that guy doesn't get almost exclusively power play time, you're basically playing a man down. Really? If you think Kuznetsov is bad, you should see the numbers when Patty Kane is on the ice. Right. It is horrific. And I'm telling you, the, the, the Devils are fast and young. They're going to skate circles around them. And all it's going to take is like a tie game in the third period where Patty Kane's trying to cherry pick and he's out of position. And the Devils are going to hem him into the zone and they're going to score. And I'm going to be like, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, Rangers. There are going to be fights in the street so, in this game. Um, so that one's going to be a blow. Oh, yeah. I mean, it on the ice and off the ice. Oh, probably. it's going to be awful. Tell me about Kings, Oilers, what happened last night. Holy shit. Dude, if I could go back to 2010 and watch the Caps collapse against the Maple Leafs mm-hmm. or uh, against Montreal yeah. and just that feeling of disdain I had sitting in the stands, that's how every Oilers fan felt last night. 2 nothing Oilers midway through the second period. I think it was like 23-6 to six shots on goal. So they're just in control. Just, just in control. Eh, penalty. Oilers get a little like off the skate, back door. Hey, they get a goal. It's 2-1. That's all right. Oilers score again, 3-1. Kings doing nothing, doing nothing. Some point shot gets deflected, goes in, it's 3-2. They pull the goalie. They score with 16 seconds left. (laughs) They go to overtime. The Oilers hit the post twice. The Kings come down and score on just a loose puck in front. (laughs) Oh, my God. Dude, the Oilers fans were throwing shit on the ice. Dude. There were, the ice was just riddled with like empty like beer, you know, beer cups yeah. and everything. And like there were the rally towels were all over the ice. This game fucking won. So here's <laughs> so here's here's what's gonna happen. The, ki- the Kings are gonna come out and they're gonna score the first goal in game two, and people's people are gonna lose their shit. There are gonna be divorces. I mean gonna, people are leaving their kids on the like subways. Jerry, they started their pregame in Edmonton yesterday at noon, oh. their time. They like had like all the local outlets and they were like, This is our year, this is our year. <laughs> I, I hate to laugh at somebody else's demise, but I've fucking been there. <laughs> all right, tell me about the Jets and Knights and then the Kraken. Kraken made the fucking playoffs. Kraken and Avalanche. Dude, the Kraken scored hundred points this year. No shit. Can you believe that shit? <clears throat> Jesus right. Christ. I think the Avalanche win that series because they're the, the defending champs, mm-hmm. but um, the Avalanche are beat up. Are they? They, they got a ton of injuries. I think they'll, I think they'll get through, uh, but Seattle's going to be a tough out. It's kind of going to be a boring series, believe it or not. The, yeah. only, the only reason you, you tune in is to watch Nathan McKinnon play, in my opinion. McKinnon, yeah. Um, I think that the, I think Vegas beats Winnipeg. Um, and that's one of those series that's probably only five or six. Not because Vegas is really that good. I just don't think Winnipeg's great. Um, you know, kind of two boring series, if I'm being honest with you. The series that had me intrigued last night, or the game, was fucking Minnesota and Dallas. And they were the double overtime, right? Dude, the hits in that game, oh, holy yeah. shit. Dallas has always had some physical dudes. However, Pavelski last night got fucking destroyed. Did he really? Yeah, Felino from Minnesota. I thought it was 100% clean. I'm a dick, you know. I, but I was like, 
His head was up. He had the puck. Felino hit him right in the fucking chest, and Pavelski went flying full yard sale. I think Felino only got two, but the crowd was like at a fever pitch, and it was in Dallas. Minnesota came back and won that game in I double know. overtime. Now they hate Felino. They hate Minnesota. They say they're a bunch of you know jerks, a, but Dallas was doing the same thing. Yeah. Dude, that, that series is going to be great. I'm, a, I'm definitely going to watch the Lightning game tonight. Dude, Lightning... T- I mean, first of all, those two stadiums are fucking electric. Yeah. I mean, Toronto or or Tampa are awesome. Now it's gonna be great. And then Rangers Devils, man, those two series for me are where it's at. I mean, that's that like that's I said, so you, so great. You gotta it's like it's like fighting your brother. It really is. With really? the caps and pens out of it, honestly, with all the hatred and all the you know, you had to have some series that had like a little bit of history. Well, those two just give it to you right honestly, there. Honestly, brother, I know I like making fun of Toronto. Anybody but Boston to me. I, I and I I, I told you this earlier in the anybody season. Anybody but Boston. Dude, their season was dumb. Dumb, amazing, all the accolades, whatever else. Do you know, in the last 20 years, only two President's Trophy winners have won the Cup? I know. It's a curse. I, I don't know, man. I some I think somebody somebody gets them. I don't well, know how, but I somebody mean, how gets many them. times have we seen it, Todd, that regular season means almost nothing. It means nothing. It's cool. It's fun. It's, it's it, you great. know, And when I'm at a get regular season game, I want I want the Caps to win it. Sure. Right? But when you get to the fucking playoffs, it's all about matchups. Mm-hmm. It's all about timing, right? And it's can you get lucky and make it through the grueling games, injury-free, mm-hmm. and sort of have a hot goalie. So there's there's the two things. As great as Olmark has been for Boston, <clears throat> he's not really established this late in the year. He's right. never really done it. Right. There's a bunch of goalies in the East that are legit, and they've been there. They've done that. You know, all it takes is one goalie to all be better than the other goalie. All it takes is one fucking goal. And as good as Boston is, they are old. Yeah. And you know who didn't play last night? Bergeron. Bergeron. He's got these nagging injuries. And, and they're going to continue to nag because he's old. They don't need him against Florida. So if I'm them, I I might sit him in this series. <laughs> yeah. Let him rest up a little bit. Yeah. You know, unless it gets dicey. Rest you know? up until you need him. Exactly. Um so well, yeah, I'm gonna watch it tonight. Right, yeah, give, me your, give me your prediction on the uh, the Devils Rangers just at tonight's game. Tonight's game, I think I think the Rangers win on the road tonight because it's at New Jersey. It's at New Jersey. I think the Rangers win on the road tonight, and then Devils come back, even it up, and then I I just think it's a tit for tat the right. whole way, and I think it goes seven. What about Toronto and uh, <clears throat> Lightning tonight? I think Toronto rolls them tonight. Okay. Gets a little false sense of security, and then I think Tampa does the veteran move in game two. For people who have never been to New York. Um, and on the train, you really don't understand how close New Jersey's barn is from Madison Square Garden. Newark is basically in Manhattan. Yes, I mean, I mean New- so so the last stop on the on the train before you get into the city um, stops basically outside of the barn in New Jersey, and from there, the Amtrak will not go over twenty miles to get into New York City. Oh yeah. Basically, it's that close. Yeah, MSG and Newark uh, and Prudential Center. I mean, are you, right. I mean, you fly a quick drone and you, you yeah, see them. You, you know? see them. I mean, so, so that's how close these these <laughs> fan bases be are. So awesome. God, like, I, I mean, you believe. you're probably one street away from the opposing fan. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. No, it's gonna be great. Yeah. All right. I just hate the Rangers, man. I'm I'm just and real quick. Can we just say how funny it is that Pittsburgh was a buyer at the deadline and didn't make the playoffs? (laughs) When you sent me that text, oh by the way, Pittsburgh didn't make it in. As I looked at my phone and saw the Islanders made it, I was like, 
Wow. Yeah. Because I, I just counted them out after they lost to the Caps at the end of the year. That was like that was devastating to them. I, I had the first thought. I'm like, here here go the Caps winning a meaningless game at the end of the year, and they're going to help fucking help Pittsburgh. <laughs> right. God right. damn it. Uh, oh, well. So that's it, man. That's our NHL talk for the week. All right. All right. Well, we'll catch up next week. Yeah, let's get back at it next week. Let's, let's do a true, honest-to-God draft preview. Let's see how the NHL uh, thing is going, and we'll know – where Hunter Dickinson's fate lies at that point. So yeah, we will. recap everything. All right, All right brother. All right, guys, wings, beers, and tears. Peace. Later.